Welcome to the Marriage's Sexiest Secret Podcast. We are your hosts today, Mr. Fox and... Okay. The owners and creators of Marriage's Sexiest Secret. 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 Let's give everyone a voyeur's glimpse of today's episode, okay? Okay, so today on this podcast, we're going to cover the Submissive Community Review of February, and then we're going to go into how to ask for the dynamic, which is what we call the formal acceptance part. Why we chose this subject matter um, for this month is in the method we've created, the formal acceptance is the key to getting started to this dynamic. This act or ritual is the rite of passage that must happen between husband and wife before they can really begin to build the relationship. So, and then another reason we thought this might be great is that many times this dynamic, well, I would say 90 plus percent of the time, This dynamic is brought into a marriage by the wife. So while we'll be talking from the submissive's perspective during this most time, Mr. Fox will help us with his perspective or the Dom's perspective along the way. On this podcast, we are going to answer how do you ask for your marriage's sexy secret dynamic? What is a formal acceptance? And how do you do the formal acceptance? Okay, we have a a lot to go over here, okay. I'm ready. All right, why don't you take my hand? Let's do this. Jump with me into the rabbit hole. And while we're there, we can visit the fox's den. I thought you were going to suggest something else while we were there. We're going to do that in the fox's den. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Do you want to know a secret? Secret. Do you want to have a secret? A dirty little secret. A secret that you only share with your spouse. A secret that is so magical and so intimate in ways... You can only imagine. Oh, come on. You must be curious. Marriage has a new secret, a relationship accessory of sorts. Come fall down our rabbit hole and we'll share our secret about this magical wonderland of creating your own intimacy. We can give you all the edge without you or your marriage ever getting cut. Welcome to Married with a Twist podcast. Greetings, everyone. Mr. Fox and Little Kaninchen or LK, we are your hosts and founders of Marriage's Sexiest New Secret, the leader-follower dynamic, also known as Married Dominance and Submission. Oh man, you just told him the secret. Secret. So let's talk community first. So this is February in review. So most of us know February to be the month of love, lust, romance, and the best of all, chocolate. The monthly community theme on some misses this past month was self-love. We examine and explore all things self-love. And I know all you dirty minds out there are thinking about self-love, but we'll get to that part. But our goal really was to make sure that all submissives left the month of February a more confident and self-loving submissive. So like the quote says, loving thyself helps us love others more. But first, we'll talk about the physical love. Okay, everybody. Masturbation, of course. What else would you expect on some Mrs. or Husdom? We had the most wonderful workshop. Um, we have a, a workshop for toys and tools, and we have a wonderful elf, some Mrs. that helps us out. And we did a whole discussion regarding masturbation, the toys to use, and how to give masturbation to your sir 
as a gift for Valentine's Day. Nice gift. It was a it was a wonderful discussion, one for the record books, I think. It was really fabulous. Then we went on and had group discussions about sploshing, which if you do not know, sploshing is like food play. So you get your dessert together. Just be careful not to get it in the cracks. A little bit in the crack is fine. I was going to say something's going in the crack, right? Yeah, a little bit, in, but you have to be careful. But still, you can have so much fun sploshing. So if you don't know what that is, you might want to look that up. It's fun. Also, we did um, something in our role play group, and it was really one of the best group discussions we've ever had about how to do a cocktail service for your sir. And it was a great live video chat. A lot of people came. We had a good time. Everybody had a drink. And um, it's something, these group discussions, we have every single month on submissives. So I encourage everybody to try and make one. Even more importantly than the physical, we wanted to also help everyone learn a little bit about mental and emotional self-love. Everybody just remember that your brain is your largest sex organ. But even more importantly, we need to examine and learn about mental and emotional self-love. We did journal prompts throughout the entire month examining our own self-love and helping us build a confidence. Every single Sunday, we posted a great thing to make you think about it, write about it, and I think you know a lot of people enjoy that. Then we went on to our spirituality group and we had a discussion about our heart chakra. Great information. If you're not a part of the spirituality group, I would say get in there and learn more and more about that. We have also offered another how to begin the dynamic live chat, and it tells you basically how to begin your journey, what steps to take, what method, what parts of the method you need to do just to get you on your way. We did all of this along with posting Valentine gift ideas and had an established member chat spilling, you know, what we did for Valentine's night. Um, Everybody enjoyed that so much. So I would say don't miss next month. The month is the madness of it all. Mad as a March hare. I'm going to leave all that uh, with one more comment, and there's so much going on in the communities, especially the submissive community, that if you go to the website, you'll see a drop down that goes to the calendar, and if not, you can just go submissives.com backslash events, and you'll be able to see everything that she's doing coming up in March, and I think they're already posting stuff in there for April. And if you go to the Husdom website, same thing, there'll be a drop down menu goes to the calendar or backslash events. And you'll be able to see what's going on within the community. Yeah. Anything anything you want to know about the communities is there to take a peek at. And anything we talk today on the subject matter will be there as well. So, All right. Let's get to the good stuff then. Okay. The good stuff. The cream of the Oreo, right? Yep. Um, how to ask for marriage's sexiest secret dynamic, a.k.a. formal acceptance. What we're going to cover here again is how you ask for the dynamic. What is formal acceptance and how do you do one? I would say basically all of it, if you boiled everything down, that there's one word that this comes to and it is preparation. Just like anything good in life, if you prepare well, you usually have a great ending in it. So I would say preparation, that's where we're going to start. Right. It's crucial. If you don't put in the work, but you expect the results right? That's what preparation is all about. If you just, if you just wing it and you don't put any real forethought or planning into what you're going to do and you bring this up to your husband or your spouse, if it's the other way, your wife, then your chances of success might be a lot less. So you gotta, you gotta put in some work here. Yeah. So the preparation, we'll just talk first about 
how to prepare for this formal acceptance. The formal acceptance is the actual ritual. Right now, we're going to start with the preparation. So before I even start with that, I'll back us up just a little bit and say that you know your husband or wife the best. You know how much information they're going to need fed before you do a formal acceptance. You're going to know, you know, when they start something new that might be a little bit shocking. You know how much you need to feed them, how much, how often to have them ready for this formal acceptance ritual that we're talking about. You need to build the atmosphere. You need to set that framework. Yes, yes. The framework, that's a good word for it. But we're going to just start with telling you, you know where you can push it, how much to push. So let's start there. So what I usually tell everybody is get yourself a journal or just a notebook and start writing some stuff down. So right now, if you're not driving in your car or something, it might be good for you just to write this stuff down. So you, you have a great start at it. I would say get a journal or some paper. Just write down these few things in preparation. First, know your basic definitions of what BDSM is and what dominance and submission is. I would say you don't have to be all knowledgeable on that, but just know the terms that are general. You can find those terms on submissives, on husdom. You can Google terms. You can um, look all over the place and find these terms. Basically, I think you can find those just about anywhere. Right. So terms would be, I mean, just some ideas to get people started, right? Like LK said, BDSM, right? Like what does it mean if that's what you're asking for? And also when you're searching for these terms, if you're asking for a DS or dominance and submission style relationship, if that's what it's going to be rooted under, like have a good idea of what being a dominant means to you or what submission means to you. You don't have to define it. I wouldn't go all the way down the rabbit hole, but just have an idea in your mind formulated well enough that you could describe sort of what you're looking for, right? Right. So again, when you're reading it and and you go search Wikipedia and you find what a dominant is, use that definition kind of with a grain of salt. Make sure that you're putting your own vision when you're trying to explain this to your partner of what this relationship or lifestyle is going to look like or what you want it to look like. Yeah. And if you're not sure, we'll just, you know, very quickly, DS and DSM which DSM is married dominance submission. It's a different animal than the non-married type of dominance submission. DSM, of course, we covered this before, but it is based on the relationship first and then all that great sexy, sexy, kinky stuff later. But it's all built on good, enriching relationship skills. That's the big difference. If the first thing after you ask, there's that question of, how could you want something like that? Because I think a lot of people don't really fit monogamy into um, dominance and submission. Most time, most people think that that means you're not monogamous. But in DSM, we promote monogamy. That's one big, huge difference. I'll just state here. We're kind of getting off topic. So, but like I said, know your terms. I do, and so I do know what DSM is in comparison. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think that's off topic at all. I mean, being able to say. That, you know, you're looking for it to be part of your marriage and not just kink or BDSM or whatever your partner may, you know, the picture they might draw in their mind probably doesn't have to do with a relationship. So it's a totally different animal, like you said, and people should be 
be armed with what DSM is to them. Yeah. So the second thing I would do is go through some soft BDSM porn or, you know, or bookmark some sites for you so you can show him later. First of all, if you're not sure if you haven't really looked on some soft porn sites or you don't even know what those would be, um, you can get on husdom.com or submissives.com and we can suggest some great places for you to go looking. But I would say while you're out there looking, don't bookmark or take your husband to a scary place, some place where cruelty is shown. I don't know, you know, most time I tell everybody that BDSM porn, the hardcore stuff you see, isn't even real. It's like a made up movie. None of that stuff is is very for real. So they want you all to think it's real and things are happening and happening the way that they seem, but they're not. Right. That's um, the entertainment value, yes. of it, I think. But Part of it is, too, from being on the Husdom site, most guys, when they get here, you know, their biggest concerns are they don't want to hurt their wife. They don't want to bring her any pain. They don't want to disrespect her in any type of way. Um, they're gentlemen. And that's exactly what kind of members we have. We're gentlemen. So if I think what LK is trying to say is that if you bring on those pictures, those scary taboo pictures of somebody humiliating and degrading and punishing and hurting another individual, and that's what it looks like to him without any of the background and the preparation and the definitions that you would have had, he might just instantly put up a barrier or a wall because he would never want to do those things to you. And to LK and I, that's a good, healthy approach, right? If your husband, you know, if he just jumps right in and he, he's really not uh, putting the consideration into if he could hurt you and it becomes a more selfish point of view, then that might be something to be concerned about, I would almost think. Yeah, just make sure that you're not scaring him. Yeah, like I like basically in the whole entire thing says stay cruelty free. Like don't get into anything that seems too cruel because it will turn him off and you may only get one chance at doing this, people. So, you know, um, kid gloves is what I would say. And back to, I think you said this in the very beginning of it, right? Like, you know, your partner better than anybody else. So maybe that's where you start. I don't know. But I think for the majority of what LK and I see the thousands and thousands of people, we would recommend starting somewhere where it's soft, where you can try to nurture that, um, vision of it not being cruel. So I would say the next thing is copy excerpts from your favorite BDSM related books. Copy those excerpts of scenes or the type of relationship that you love so much, and you can read those to him. You can copy and print. You can just get your iPad out and just show him that. Again, this is about doing your homework. So if you've been reading these books and you found things that you really like that you highlighted, read those highlights to him. You could also suggest to him to go to husdom.com and register there. And start at the very beginning of Mr. Fox's blog posts or articles, because that's his journey of how it started. So his concerns are no different than like every other service concerns when they start a dynamic like this. Um, he's going to hit those concerns about being too rough with you or, you know, hurting you or disrespecting you. You know, he'll go through all those in those articles. And as you're talking about that, I can even think of the articles, you know, the names of the articles, because those were the challenges that I faced. I, I didn't write those early articles to try to teach anybody anything. It was to try to resolve the feelings that I was feeling inside about, you know, what was happening, how our relationship was developing and the, and the fears or concerns that I had. So a lot, I mean, they're very 
personal, very raw. And uh, it wasn't trying to teach anybody anything. It was trying to find um, resolution in my own mind of what was happening between us. So I, I would think a lot, it might be very powerful for a lot of other guys that are coming into this with probably very similar concerns and apprehensions. Yes. And then, you know, I always tell everybody to go and read our about stories, basically, on both of our sites. Read the abouts. Um, sometimes that helps them feel really good about it, too. And it also, as you're preparing, it would be great that you can say, I found this couple's site and this is kind of their story. So you kind of have our background or our story when you're telling them what it is that you really want. Finally, I would probably add in there that just add a lineup of BDSM images, tumblers. Again, don't shock them with the shock and awe. Like you probably want to do the soft side, you know, just show him pictures of couples doing BDSM scenes and tell him what's most important about doing this is as you're showing these pictures, don't just show him the pictures. Tell him the feelings that are attached to those pictures. The feeling of the picture is more than anything. And men and women are different and they don't feel quite like we do or they wouldn't guess that we feel so strongly. Find some images that you feel so strongly about that represent what you're thinking and feeling and then show him those and then tell him the feelings behind them. You know, then he can get a better idea of what it is that you're wanting and what you're feeling inside. Yeah. Feelings are really powerful. Most guys don't talk about them or probably acknowledge them, but knowing like LK saying, knowing how powerful it is to you and knowing, I guess, the depth of what it is. Right. Because I think that again, as a man, I'm probably just seeing the kink. Like I almost can't see past the kink. So if you're looking for more than bedroom submission, if you're looking for a husband and leadership, those values and pictures are probably not popping into his mind. You have to express it like LK is saying how you feel about it. Yes. Well, then we get to once we get through those things, I would say the next big thing is we're going to talk about picking the right time after you've done all your homework. Of course, I'm talking all your preparations in order. You're going to pick the right time to be able to ask him for the dynamic, actually have the formal acceptance. One of the things that I want to say too, is like when LK is saying that I'm thinking back on our own relationship, LK, how, how many days prior did you start? And this is before formal acceptance existed as LK and I were doing these things in our own relationship. There was no roadmap. There was no podcast. There was no article like LK had to figure this out on her own. And how many days or weeks before you actually did this, were you already planning and trying to choose the right time and not just choose the right time? I think you were cultivating the time, creating that atmosphere. Yeah, I'll give you just a little, this is a little extra, but um, I read Fifty Shades of Grey and I read all three books within like days of one another. Once I started, it started like feeding me and I'm not kidding. I don't think I slept for three days. I think I read everything. Then I started getting on the internet and wow, that was freaking scary. When I shut the last book, I literally shut the last book and tears were falling out of my eyes. I was like, I've got to figure out how this could work for us. Mr. Fox is a very dominant person. Um, somewhat a submissive person to him, really nobody else, but to him, I definitely am. And our relationship works that way. And it works very well that way. So when I stopped those books, I was just like, I got to figure out a way to do this. This couldn't just be for single people. 
there's things in this that would be just for single people. How can I do this? So I probably within a week, I started writing in a journal and started writing down how a marriage, not really think about exactly us, but how a marriage could, this could work being married, you know, kind of picking up where the books left off, where they got married and everything was all happy. How could you make this work? Uh, I would say it was probably, I'd say at least three or so weeks before I, I couldn't let it get too cool. I couldn't get it, let it get too cold, but I would be on the internet and I'd be like, oh, none of this. There was no representation for the married couple, monogamous couple. There was no representation for people that loved one another and actually cared for one another past the skin. I was just like, wow, I'm just going to have to start writing it all out. So that's what I did. So, yeah, I mean, I would say it was weeks and weeks. But planning the event, like what day I would be home and what we would do and what we would wear and where you would tell me. And she just didn't drop it on my lap. Didn't just wake up in the morning and say, okay, today's the day. There was a lot of preparation and pre-planning and a whole lot of forethought that went into what had happened. And and I want to caution everybody too, like LK didn't have this all figured out. She didn't spend three weeks and have every detail of a relationship figured out and then came to me with all the answers. Even when we started, we didn't have most of our answers. So I would caution anybody that is going to delay or would think about delaying this, delaying that formal acceptance until they figure it all out because it's a journey taken by two and it'll be developed by you and your partner. I would focus and concentrate on why it's important to you and what overall from a very high level, like what would it look like? So you can answer those questions. Yeah. So when you're picking your time, I kind of like take us like a step back, but When you're picking your time, you don't want to pick a time where your sir has just worked overtime, where he's doing his taxes, where kids are yelling and screaming. Yeah, where something is stressful. You don't want to pick a stressful day. You know, you want to pick a moment in time where it's been an easy day. It's been a regular day. It's been a weekend. Um, It might be a time where you are on a getaway. Um, someplace where the stress is not on. Right. And I'm going to add too that. It's not just like wait until that time happens to you, right? Like be a victim to circumstance because that's not what LK did. We had, or I should say, really, she had planned certain events and took me away and kind of like all those got me away from all of the everyday stress and got me to where I could finally soften up a little bit and not be so concerned and worried about everything else. Yeah, and Mr. Fox had the word there, soften him up. And I'm just going to say, you know, when we're picking the right time, and before I get to the actual atmosphere of it all, when we're talking about the right time, I'm going to remind all the submissives out there, or future submissives, that the best way to soften your husband, to get to his heart, to get to his head, basically to, to soften him up, you have to harden him first, which means harden the perfect parts. Or make those hard parts soft, I guess. I don't know where I'm going here, but I'm just saying that. No, the hard parts are hard. Yeah. So like, you know, so have lots of sex and, and enjoy each other's company um, so that he can get past the hardness and, and you can get into his heart that way. The way to a man's heart is through his penis. They usually say it's the stomach, but it really is the penis. It's the penis. Then the stomach. I would say yeah, just I, work your, you have to kind of like work your way up. Right. Because I cannot eat. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So think about what you're doing. Think about what your husband's going to need in preparation of the day. He's going to need an easy day. He's going to need a day where he feels like you love him and get him to the point where you can speak to his heart. Some guys, you can speak directly to the heart. Some men, you have to go through the penis to get to the heart. So I would say if your husband is like that, then you know that's part of picking the right time or setting up the atmosphere for everything. You know, like again, where you just covered. Easy day. Not an overtime day. I would say I tell people the best time to do it is the end of the night before you go into bed. You both shower. We're going to get into the atmosphere here. But, you know, I bought a new robe, bought new pajama bottoms for my sir. I kind of had it all planned out. So we showered and you smell good. You're all shaved up. You look really pretty. You smell and taste good. So when you get out of the shower before him, you kind of set up some atmosphere while he's still showering. You know, you lay his pajamas out. You get everything ready, you know, lighting. Make sure that everything smells really good. So when you are you step out of the shower and you have the lighting, maybe some music, candle, make sure you both smell good. You got your new whatever robe on. I always say a robe is good because really the whole idea is for you to step out of your robe and kneel to him. Have that all set up for him when he gets out. He just jumps in his pajamas and then when you hear him get out and he's getting ready, go take him by his hands. This is where you get really nervous. You're not going to forget doing this. So you take his hands and you say, you know, I need to talk to you for just a minute. And he's going to be like, what's going to happen? Is she, is she asking for a divorce? Is she pregnant? Oh, my God. You know, he all kinds of stuff go through his mind. But you just ask him, please, will you come in here and talk to me for a second? Maybe sit him on the bed and then just say, I need you to listen to me for a minute. And he's still going to be like, what? But, you know, you just you just do it. You just drop your robe and you kneel to him and you say, please, sir, I have this ache and I just want to know if you want to take this fantastic journey with me and be my husband. And then I know it's so hard for everybody, but you have to just at that point, you have to just stop and listen to what he says. Don't give him any excuses, anything past just answering you. You know, sometimes you want to jump in and you're nervous and you want to add something to that, but don't. Ask, then zip your lips and just listen to what he says because it's very important. That first thing he says back is going to be everything. So just in case it's not exactly what you were waiting for, you then can listen if he has some type of secondary thoughts you can answer those so you have to just sit there and listen for a minute and also though it's the power there's a huge power exchange so whether he even realizes what a power exchange is in that moment whether you even realize what a power exchange is in that moment one of the most powerful things you can do that gives somebody the most humility is first of all if somebody's nude in the room and somebody's not there's a huge power exchange that goes on there whether it's spoken whether you've ever thought about it and then also the other thing is when somebody kneels in front of you is probably for myself, I'll speak. It's the very first time in my entire life that I had somebody kneel in front of me naked. It was, I mean, I want to say awestruck, but I, I can't even put my emotions into words about like, I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't, I couldn't quite process it, but I know it was the most powerful thing in my lifetime to have LK 
bear herself and kneel in front of me and ask me to be her dominant. Like she says, just wait for an answer. It might seem like forever. I don't know how many minutes it took me to, to even muster up a word or say anything. Like I was just shocked. And then I was trying to process in my mind. I mean, maybe it was 30 seconds. It felt like a lifetime. Like I just, you know, I was trying to comprehend what was going on right in front of me up until that point in our lives and our relationship, nothing like that had ever happened. Up until that point, it was a power struggle all the time when we were together. But I don't think there were any signs. I mean, there was no, no indication that anything like that would ever happen in my life. You know, it definitely was a moment of what does she mean? What's going on? Yeah. And, and I would say you're giving them a few seconds to absorb what you just asked. So, and you being nude shows your commitment. Being on your knees shows your commitment. He's going to then know that this is not a trend. This is something you're very serious about. Maybe more serious about than just about anything else you've done in your life so far. That it's very serious to you that you want your relationship to be the best it can be. Not very many couples invest in their marriage and also do something to enrich it and make it a priority again after children. Yeah. So like you have to be kind of in that place in your life to make this work. Yeah. It, it's commitment and vulnerability. I think, yeah. I think so many people like probably don't even make themselves that vulnerable to their spouse. It was so powerful that LK would put herself in such an open and honest and vulnerable position in front of me. I mean, it was, I was awestruck in that moment. Yeah. And then he may even ask you questions that you don't know. So the perfect thing to say is, I don't know, but we definitely can find these things out together because then you go into that. This is something that's a team sport. Basically, this thing we're going to do together, we're both going to be working on. So you'll have a role and I'll have a role. We both have responsibilities in those roles to make the atmosphere to, you know, help each other grow. And it's kind of like I scratch your back, you scratch mine, you get what you want, I get what I want. That's really what it comes down to, but in a very magical, loving, romantic, respectful way. What I would say is, you know, just this whole DSM dynamic is based on honest communication and healthy marital skills. So you can let him know that up front too. There's other parts to the method that is where you're going to clean the slate. You're going to get all the skeletons out of the closet. You're going to have all this other things to do that goes along with the formal acceptance that will help you along your way. We're just covering formal acceptance today. Most importantly, you explain both sides have responsibilities in this. It's just not one-sided where the wife is going to be doing everything. That's, you know, clear up all your assumptions. In the beginning, I would hear, well, I just assumed, or I thought he would know, or she knew, blah, 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 you know, but we, none of us have a crystal ball. None of us really know. And we become, do you ever evolve in this? So like, maybe the person you thought what she would say, maybe in this, she wouldn't, or vice versa. Like maybe once he, he is your dominant they really do start thinking a little differently and what you assume they're going to react or what you assume they're going to say or what you assume they know, they don't. So you want to clear up all those I thought type of things. What I'm about to say is not very common, but it does happen where somebody like skips this step. 
And it probably is they don't want to put themselves in that vulnerable of a position, but they skip it. They're like, oh, we're past that or however they justify it in their mind. But it really, that level of vulnerability speaks volumes to somebody like myself, to the other person. Like people don't put themselves in positions like that physically. And when you do, there's no mistaking when you're the man the level of, like LK saying, commitment, vulnerability, those things. But there's no question that you guys are crossing a threshold, that you guys are now, that rite of passage has taken place. I mean, that moment will be unforgettable in both of your lives. Very crucial right here. If, if you can get through this step and you're both hand in hand, you're off to a, a wonderful start. You're both very committed. You both had a life-changing altering experience, I think. And then like LK said, there's so many other steps, you know, the method can guide you to get started, but don't skip this one. This one's paramount. This is a fundamental piece. Yeah. Like I said, a rite of passage, you really have to do this. And I have to say that a lot of women compare it to their uh, marriage proposals, or they'll say it's even better than the marriage proposal. Actually, Um, it just all depends on, you know, how things go. Some people are so nervous to get it out I've had some ladies tell me they had to like write some stuff down and just like they were crying so much and they were so nervous. They just wrote some sound and just handed it to them like, but then they don't feel it as much. So they're like, actually, I went back later and asked him if I could redo it once he we got past. I got past my nerves. So you still have to go back and redo it. It's okay if it's just kind of a really clusterfuck for better of other words to use. But I just think that do it. You're going to show them the commitment there. It doesn't matter if you get it all out, everything we just said, but you need to go back though after the fact and go back over it and suggest to him afterwards to register on, on Husdom. If you know, go back and say, you know, there's a site just like for me, there's one for you communities where I know some sirs don't like to talk a lot, maybe to other guys at first or feel like they don't want to be instructed, but He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to do anything. He can just come on and read those articles of the beginnings and he'll start identifying with that right away. And it's really great that he gets the gist of from others, just seeing the others chat, what his Dom will even look like later. One of the things that went through my mind when you were talking about it was um, you talk about the marriage proposal. So what I would say to everybody is, can you remember your marriage proposal. I imagine that you can. I imagine that even however long it's been, if it's five, 10, 20, 30 years ago, I imagine you remember that moment in your life. Imagine if whoever asked the other one, if they did it nude and then laid themselves down on the ground when they asked. So think about that for a minute. Would you remember that moment in your life? I mean, like you would take it that much more seriously that that other person would bear themselves to that level. I can't think of how you can bear your soul in any deeper or more intimate manner than that. And that's the whole purpose of this, I think, is what you're trying to communicate. Those feelings you are trying to communicate to your partner, to that level, to that degree. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I tell everybody before we, we, you know, it'll be a whole nother podcast, but I tell everybody just start in the bedroom, 
Don't put too much pressure on yourself. This is supposed to be fun. This is not, I mean, it is work and you do have to make your marriage a priority again. Don't get me wrong. You have to make it a priority to do this. But it's supposed to be fun. If it if if there's a hesitation from your sir at all, listen, just sit and listen to what he says. And most of the time, everybody kind of reports back, I would say probably a good 85% of the time or more that he says, hell yes. I would expect a hell yes, you know, but if if he has secondary thoughts about it and is like uh, maybe the type of husband that really has to know everything before he commits, then, you know, you sit, you say, okay, right now I'm just asking you to be my husband. I'm just asking you, will you try and take this journey with me? And then, you know, he, you're not asking him to like, I don't know, cut off his right arm or anything. You're just saying, hey, will you do this journey with me and help? And we can sit together and, and figure out all the details you need those answers right. to. So you're not asking him to have any answers. That's the key. Like in that moment, you're not asking him to just all of a sudden know what to do and have the answers. You're just asking him, will you be willing to take this journey with me? Like, I don't have it figured out. I know you don't have it figured out but it's something that I want to do. I want to try to incorporate this. And can we go, can we go hand in hand and take that first step and begin this journey? Yes. The first step is what you're right. really asking him to do with you. Cause if you don't take that, you're not on a journey. If you both realize where you're going, realize what you're doing, you will have zero answers on day one, but you start that journey together and then it'll develop for you. Right. Yeah. And it's the best, I would say I'd crack up. It's the best hobby or a husband and wife to do together. Okay, let me just say that. So the research, the research once you get on the journey is amazing. Yes, yes, and, and it's fun, and you laugh a lot, you cry, and uh, and expect there's going to be lows. It's like a roller coaster. You know, you have high highs and lows, lows, but you know, you learn the most about your partner. You know, because we quit learning about one another, and that's that's part of the problem why people are really getting divorced and separating and stuff is because you quit learning about your partner, and then you think you know everything about your partner, but you don't. Like all of us are ever evolving. You know, we're always changing. So I think we quit learning about our partner. So this, like, basically forces you to get to know each other again, forces you to start a clean slate, and you really. You, you take the good knowledge you already had and you kind of sweep away the stuff, the assumptions. It helps you sweep that away and start building on this fantastic foundation of learning more about each other, seeing each other. Shoot, some of us hadn't seen each other naked for 20 years in the daylight and had sex. So I'm just saying that this will open you both up to a fantastic communication, fantastic, um, you know, uh, connection. Yeah. And and, so, and people will have that communication connection at a different level, different degree before they even begin, right? Some people, it's fantastic and they feel like they share everything. But even those people, once they get started on the journey, they're like, I didn't realize the different depth in which we could share things and grow together and all of those, right? Mm -hmm. Depths that they have never went before yeah. and it's been 30 years, so. So you might be coming to this with the best communication, but I would expect it's going to be better. You might come thinking you know your partner, everything about them. I would expect you both are going to learn more things about each other that you never knew. Yes, absolutely. Because every single person I've talked to, that's the case. I can't think of one case where somebody went, nope, I knew it all before we began. And I still feel that way now. 
Yeah. Not I don't one, think there's out ever of the 20, been 20,000 <laughs> people. Yeah. There has not been a single person that said that. So, well, basically that's our, that's our, you know, how to ask for this and, and the ritual, the actual ritual of formal acceptance. So we thank you everybody for listening to our madness. We thank you for, you know, basically using your um, time because we know everybody's time is so golden. Are you thinking this dynamic could really work for you and your spouse? Well, we cordially invite you to visit submissives.com and find out more about marriage is sexy secret and how to begin your journey. So go ahead, pick up the bottle that says, drink me, toss it back and drink the Wonderland Kool-Aid because this is the only place to learn bedroom dominance and submission and marital leader and supporter dynamics. Discover our method. Live the dynamic. Marriage is sexiest secret. The ultimate marriage accessory.